Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. I'm your host, Nick. I am here with two special guests today from Team Ugly. They have, uh, well, their game is called Ugly, and that came out back in September. I have Gerard Singerlin and Frank Porta with me. Uh, Gerard is the game design art animation lead on Ugly. Frank is the programming lead on Ugly. And uh, real quick, before I give you guys the floor, I wanted to congratulate you on your uh, Saga Awards uh, awarded last week. It'll be two by the time this recording comes out. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys won for visual art direction, gameplay, and best game. Correct. Yeah. Hi, Nicholas. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm Frank, and thank you for the congrats. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, congrats, congrats on those. And uh, could you, uh, I kind of got an idea of it. It's for, uh, uh, it's a Catalan Awards, but could you guys kind of explain it? Uh, because I, in my research, I couldn't find too much on the Saga Awards, but it sounds like it's a thing that's growing right now. It's, uh, there, there's, uh, there are some awards for uh, games in, uh, in the Catalan language. There is not so many, that there is no, not so many games on Catalan. So yes, Ugly was uh, like the, the best game according the Saga criteria. That was uh, the best game in Catalan of this year. Awesome. And it, uh, I actually saw Frank, I think you did a post on LinkedIn and you actually shouted out a few of the other uh, Catalan nominees out there. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was great. I actually wrote a few of those down just based off the title alone. I think I'm going to go give those a look but we're not here to talk about the competitors we're here to talk about you guys so ugly the first time i saw ugly was uh, i think it was a steam next fest you guys had a demo i want to say that was last uh, this july or it might have been june there's so many steam next fest they all kind of run together now um where did the idea for ugly come up come up from uh, this i don't know why I, I i it came up uh, like 10 years ago or or more now uh, I'm so old, and just just uh, appears. I, I my background is uh, is I, I'm a drawer and animator, and I was starting to uh, work in some video gaming projects, uh, and then I started to like see how this uh, gaming industry works, and I was a, a video game uh, uh, passionate, so. Uh, soon I start to imagine my games, and one of these ideas was ugly. And it's an idea that I put on uh, on my desk, and I, I can I can recover some uh, years later. And, and yes, but just appears like suddenly, no reason. <laughs> uh, so I remember the first time I saw the game. First thing I instantly thought was like, "Oh, this looks like Braid." This, this is giving me braid vibes. And I'm sure that's something that you guys have heard a lot. Was that something that you were, you know, kind of like leaning on? Or was that something you were trying to lean away from? Because you didn't want to be, you didn't want too much of a comparison? I think it, sorry, I think it, it came it came to be somehow. Because, you know, just telling the idea is 10 years long. And mm -hmm. he's being modest about it. But if you see the first sketches and the first, I you know, the, drawings that he has in his uh, in his notebook i mean it, it feels like a different game the, the character is even a, a tall person it's mm -hmm. not it's not even looking the same as it is now and i guess it it came to be with an artistic style similar to to braid i don't know if the art direction took some inspirations from it or not but uh yeah i don't know 
Yes, Break was was one of the one of those games that like was so important when I was a uh, younger, and I I think I, it's obvious that it's similar to Break. I think I, I can like say no at this because it's, it is, but I, I think it's enough di enough different. But but yes, inspiration is is there and is a very uh, mechanical based based game, and there are very uh, a lot of uh, similarities with this game so and it's uh, such a, a honor that people compare it to to break so yes and, and i want to commend you guys on the the um the plot of the game and also the mirror mechanic like flowing so well together uh, i reviewed the game for game chronicles back in october and that's something that really stuck with me was you start out the game you're an ugly little guy you've got the mirror ability where you can swap sides with your reflection uh, was that was that mechanic like always something that was there, or did you kind of have a was it out of the gate? You have an ugly character, and you found that mechanic along the way. What chicken or the egg? What came first out of that? First was the the mechanical uh, the, the this mechanic. I thought that was like interesting to explore it, uh, and then when when I tried to like find a, a excuse to use this uh, mechanic, a narrative excuse. I thought that could be so cool that if the character uh, needs to use the mirror to like uh, solve the problems, but at, at the same time, like uh, fighting against the thing that is uh, finding on the other side of the mirror. So being ugly, uh, or I don't know, ugly is very is a very relative uh, uh, concept, but being a like what people used to say that something is ugly could be very interesting and something cool uh, to explore and uh, not only in a mechanical way, if not, uh, but as well and in, in, the, in the narrative way. Uh, so I know we are, we've already mentioned Braid, but were there any other like major influences, either another game or another piece of media, maybe a book where you it was something you really liked and something that actually found its way into Ugly. Uh, yes, uh, Portal in the game field, it was one of the inspirations as well. Um, and in other fields, uh, for example, Over the Garden Wall was like uh, something that I like a lot. And I think there's some similarities with, with Ugly and other other some other cartoons i think because i i came from this uh, from this media and yes there's some any any cartoons in specific i i was kind of getting uh grim adventures of billy and mandy i was a uh, early 2000s cartoon mm. network kid so i was kind of maybe it was just the size of the character and like the shape of his head reminded me of billy but <laughs> Yes, no, for me, I, I I say that not specifically, but could be it's one of those one of the series that I I enjoyed, or yes, Gravity Falls, or I don't know, like some, okay. some other. Yeah. Okay, on the um, so on the programming side, I mean, the mechanic of you know having your reflection going into all these different places, you essentially have the two characters on the map at any given point. Were there any were there any like issues or any you know any messes to clean up to where you know player players could get into these places that they shouldn't be able to or where they're like were there any programming uh things that like the idea kind of like made a little more work for you on that end i'd say not not because of the mechanic per se but because we were 
continuously exploring this mechanic. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of adding layers to it. So, you know, we now we have the basic mechanic, it's just the reflection, the player can move and the reflection moves accordingly. But now we have, uh, you know, this painting in the wall, or now we have this other thing that interacts with the reflection. Now we have these little layers that, that are coming uh, time to time. So we were having to, we were having to adapt the the system as it was to fit in the new uh, you know the new mini mechanic that was adding to it mm -hmm. so you know it, it was a bit of a, a challenge to you know program it in a, in a really modular way so anything that was added to it was uh, you know not affecting the other systems and we even with that in mind new things were were coming in and messing everything around so we had to tweak things here and there to to just you know make it fit in but for the game itself, on my end, I think the most challenging part was to do all the all the backend system, which is something that you know it's it seems easy, but it's it's not really you know all the control remappings, all the safe systems for the different platforms, all these kind of things, the, the languages, you know, having different fonts for different languages, you know, Russian or the, the Japanese, Chinese, and Korean languages. This was a challenge too. That I and I have never been uh you know face to face with this kind of uh, issues before awesome um the bosses uh, uh, from another programming standpoint did those present any programming challenges for you and it also i'll make this a two a two-parter uh, i really liked and spoilers for anyone we'll we'll mark that in the show notes but uh i really liked how each boss kind of played in like played into the themes later on uh after the big reveal uh, was that something that was that like an aha moment or was that something that you guys knew like oh no that's for sure what we want that was the intention from the beginning i mean it's like a, a basic game design thing to do when you finish like a level have a boss that challenges the player to, from the mechanics from that that level so this was the main idea for for all of these bosses but we we also wanted to fit them in uh narratively so we've been you know working a lot on how to to fit these things both these things together in the game so the bosses feel you know cohesive and coherent to the world and where they are and, and in the rooms they are and how they attack the player even you know this the powers are not just because the powers are because this boss has this relationship with the character itself and etc etc um actually i'm gonna tell you a bit a little secret here uh all the bosses except from one are mostly the same uh in the, in the programming side so that the the they have the same systems in the back end and we're just adding uh like a layer on how they attack on how they uh the, the bullets or the things that they spawn there so it it was a challenge at the beginning to think you know the the, the bigger system for that could fit all of them Mm -hmm. But then it was just, you know, uh, changing the state machines to have these different states and have this different everything for each boss and, and, and that's it. So it could meet the, the game design uh, needs that were. I've got a theory on which one I think was different, but I'll uh, <laughs> I, maybe the crystal boss. I'm I'm st uh, I'm a few weeks removed from the last time I played, but um, I'm thinking it's that one. Am I? Am no, I right? it's it was the the Moodman, The well, the, we call it the Moodman. The second boss, the from oh, the, the paint, paint world, paint, yeah, the Pepto Pepto Bismol guy. <laughs> yeah, this, this boss didn't really have a state machine. It was just a sequence of 
uh, objects that were appearing in in the mm -hmm. in the scene. So this was a, a completely different thing. But for all, for all the other bosses, it was it was the same system for all of them. Well, I will say the bosses are probably one of my favorite pieces because I mean the amount of times I'm playing like a Metroid game and they're like, "All right, you're fighting this bug." I'm like, "Well, why am I fighting this bug?" And so for narratively for you guys to like go back and have each one have that purpose, I I fell in love with that instantly. Uh, speaking of you know learning learning new mechanics, learning new things in the game. Uh, I think it's around the third area or fourth area you learn the mirror jump, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, once I unlocked that, and it's it's funny because I'm assuming I'm assuming before you unlock it in that area, you can basically just do it wherever you wanted. <laughs> was that was that another intention where you were like, well, we want you to, we don't want you to discover this too early, but once you discover it, you basically have your way of getting around this labyrinth of a mansion. Uh, yeah, was that something that you were like, oh, I hope they don't discover this too early? I The game is a proof of, uh, of people who discovers this mechanic uh, earlier. So, yes, it's. I think it's something that... Uh, th this mechanic is especially... Uh, it's, it's very different because it's it feels rewarding for the player. It's like some, some kind of an upgrade for the player because they... They can like navigate the, the scenario now in a different way, like quicker, higher. No, it's a, it's not just a way to solve puzzles, but you can uh, you can like move uh, easier uh, on on the environment. And and yes, we we don't don't want to like make the the people who doesn't uh, arrive to this to this level to if they discover the mechanic, they can use it even on the previous puzzles. So a majority of the puzzles are are like uh, made uh, that in a way that you can't like beat the puzzle with with this mechanic. But some of them, yes, and it's it's uh, a bit of it's like a reward for the players who discover this this mechanic early. Um, sorry, I was just thinking. I was just thinking about the Pepto Bismol guy. Um, <laughs> So another thing that Ugly does really well, which I think Braid did poorly, not to not to poo-poo on them, but uh, so, you know, you, you finished an area in Braid and then it would give you like five or six books to read about Tim and what was going on in his life. You guys instead have these children's drawings that depict these terrible, awful things that are happening. <laughs> I don't think there's a spoken word in the game until the very, very, very end, if I'm remembering correctly. Um who who did Gerard was that you on those drawings <laughs> no uh, Jaime uh, was who was doing his these uh, draws and also uh, building this story and we all together we decide more or less what's the thing that happens and on the whole story that uh, Jaime decides what things uh, when in what room like they compose all this narrative and I think it's like very like hard to handle sometimes because it's like this so disgusting thing with some of the things that happen, but 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 it's one of the things that so many people like the most. Uh, you say that you love the the bosses. Some other people is the thing that they like less. So it, it depends of, of people. But I think the 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 story, uh, uh, all the people likes it. Because even if it's like so dark and so uh, disgusting sometimes, but it's like I don't know, hit you, 
it hit you in the face very very strong it it very yeah because you know you're in this you're in this colorful world and like there's a hint of like darkness to the world but then once you start finding those twisted drawings you're like oh this place is really messed up were there any drawings that crossed the line and it was like you know you know we've already done this thing over here we really can't we really can't have him uh running over his grandmother with a car or a horse <laughs> i don't i don't know if something like this happened with the memories with this you know uh, narrative events but we did have some uh opinions on some of the backgrounds that we had to change to fit the, you know, the, the, the 18 uh, plus ratio, adult content and mature content, this kind of thing. We had to tone some things down a bit just to, to fit in, in some of them. But that's, that's the only thing I can recall. I don't know if we had any problems with anything else that's... with that. That's interesting. Was that something maybe like a bloody knife in the background or like some kind of? No, no. This can, as always, like violence is not a problem. The problem is nudity, and nudity, we had okay. some some nudity uh, draws in some parts that we just changed because it doesn't matter. The the intention is there, and uh, for the experience uh, is is exactly the same. So violence, no problem. Nudity, <laughs> yes, but okay, we can just I don't know. We adapt it. You know, here here in America, we can do some good old violence. But if you, hey, if there's any kind of nudity, we're exactly it's not happening. It's not happening. Not here, yes. friend. Not here, buddy. That, that's interesting. So, and it sounds like with all the pink paint running around, you guys had an, obviously an easy fix for something like that. Just slosh it in the pink paint, and the problem goes away. Uh, back on the mechanics, real quick. Did you get? Uh, did either of you have a favorite mechanic throughout development? Be it the pink walls keeping you from. Uh, transporting or the mirror jump that we mentioned earlier i i just love the the broken glasses mm. you know it, it just the, having the ability to just offset your reflection it it, it gets the puzzles to just another level you know it really yeah those really got my brain going yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they were because there i think there's one in that big main hall where like you're trying to get underneath where you're at <laughs> and you have to like kind of bump a wall and then go back and then jump and it's yeah you have to just reverse and inverse your <laughs> your thinking again and again you know it's yeah yeah the number of times where i had accidentally hit the mirror button while doing that and had to like completely restart mm. just, just the worst <laughs> <laughs> i got so mad uh the music the music is also very it, it's got a let me choose my words. It's got a, like a fairy tale vibe to it, which I know you guys were leaning into that very much. Um, Music-wise, were there any influences on uh, any other influences or any specific influences, like maybe like a Hansel and Gretel type situation? Or I can't uh, really tell. I I was in contact directly with the with the music team, but Jan Fite was. Uh, the music composer and the right. sound more or less uh, director in, in our team and he was responsible for for all of it uh he was he had been working with us before even we started the production of the game so he knew the game from the demo and he just you know he he, he was with the team and he he knew the story from the beginning so he he completely understood what we were trying to achieve what we were trying to tell and I don't know what inspirations did he have, but he just 
you know uh, use that and use that knowledge to 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 build the the, the sound that would uh, enrich this this experience so you got i mean you guys have done it you guys co-found you guys co-founded team ugly your game is out what was the and it sounds like it was a very long process i mean this has been an idea in your head going 10 10 plus years now what was the hardest part of getting this all together getting everything to line up and you know get a game you released a game like that's no no one can ever take that away but what was the hardest part on that path to get getting to 1.0 I think the the hardest part is uh, I don't it's it's a very difficult question but I think getting the money is getting the money money enough to to do a project like this like it's it's the difficultest part but obviously you can do it if you don't have a very good product production plan and if you don't have a very good vertical slice to sell your product and I don't know I think it's a chain of things but the the step where where we like were more confused about what what is gonna happen was on the on the when we are searching for a, a publisher investor to put money to to make the the project because uh, after this you just need to work and if you are if you li like what you do and you are, are uh, and you uh, are surrounded with talented people you can do it just it's just working but uh getting the money is something that not always depends uh, on your side and it's like how the market works on the publishers are doing this is the hardest part i think i don't know if frank is agree with me yeah i totally agree and i wanted to add that it's not only difficult because of the process of doing it but also because of the way you have to think about your game Mm -hmm. which is completely different completely new and it's not something that everyone likes which is thinking your game about uh being a product that someone would buy and so you have to go through all these you know uh, marketing bids and doing the papers and do the market market analysis and do everything that as a game developer uh it, it's not something that fits with with your profile you know we are artists we are programmers we, we are not marketing guys so it's it's just starting to understanding the game in in, in this concept it's something that for me at least it, it was a, a change in, in mentality you know like it's and it it sounds like publisher money is getting harder and harder to come by now are there any are there any lessons from the development of ugly that you guys will be taking into that next game where you're like, oh, we should be doing this sooner or, oh, like, let's not mess with this thing over here. Is there anything that you're like, yep, that's next project. Ugly 2, the sequel, this is what we're, this is what we're doing to expedite this process. I, I, I don't know. I was, this was my first uh, project. So I learned so much. Like, I can only say one thing. I learned in uh, all of the fields of game uh, of uh, of game design and art and a lot of a lot of stuff, uh, but I'm I'm uh, I'm very happy of how ugly uh, uh, how the ugly experience of the productions and pre-productions was, and I don't know I I just want to for if if uh, next game uh, can happen in the future, I just want to to repeat like maybe doing a better, quicker, I don't know if cheaper, I don't know, but. <laughs> 
but I, I, I think I'm very like glad and happy of how, how we, we, all the team uh, work on Adwin. Yes. I think we were really lucky to have Rita on our team. It was the, the producer and she really uh, did a good job on, you know, um, getting all the tasks done and prepared and, and, and also the, the team that we put together, we were 11 person people. Uh, every one of them was really into the game and was, uh, you know, sharing all the love that we had for it. And it was really good to work with a team like that, that was caring about the project so much. And I think both of these things, which is just a lucky thing, we, you know, have this really good person on your team and have a team that is all, well, all of us, all of them were really good, talented professionals. Uh, yeah, this was that what made the, the project to go smoothly and we didn't have like major roadblocks or any, any bad, uh, you know, situations in, in that regard. So did you guys see, because I'm not, I'm not sure when Graffiti Games came on as publisher, but were there any major changes development-wise for you or work workflow-wise when the publisher came on? I'm sure you guys had benchmarks you had to meet for them. Uh, any, any major differences between not having the publisher and then having the publisher? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So I understand if. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, ca I came in the team just right before we we found this publisher, so I could not tell. But I guess it's just everything. I mean, it it you you start working like with you you can dedicate to it your whole day you know you, you're working on it before that you're just using your free time to keep going and complete some tasks when you can and you know it's 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 a completely different workflow when you're you're there for it than when you're not yes uh, before like signing with the publisher it's just a, a, a question mark uh, there and you never know what's going to happen in the future so probably or sure in this case like people were working on other stuff and then with the free time we are working on ugly but you you never know uh, after signing with with graffiti uh, is what uh, frank says now is our job is our our project as well it's not just a job it's our passion as well but it's a job yeah full time let's work full time on on this and let's just like uh doing the milestones on time and all, all these, but after this, we're, we're so much easier. And Graffiti uh, uh, let us like do the, do the game that I, we want to, to do. So uh, no problem with, with that, except for this like tiny uh, rating uh, stuff, but just the other. But, yeah. Were there any, so you, got, you guys were, you guys had issue not a big issue with the rating system but one that you had to one that you had to work through were there any issues with getting on steam or getting onto any other platform for you guys not really it, it was just I, I think at the beginning we were trying to target our game for 16 plus audience and at the end we had we had this 18 plus rating but it just it was just a matter of what content we had in the game and we, we 
we knew for sure that we want this content to be there because that's the story. That's what we are trying to tell. Uh, yeah, it's, it it involves some violence. It involves some um, nudity, uh, nudity depictions. It involves some, you know, issues that uh, affect on this. But it was not that it it was a problem. It was just uh, a surprise that we could not fit in in the sixteen. So speaking of surprises, and again, spoilers for anyone who hasn't beaten the game, get out of here. Why are you listening to this right now? So the game continues after you beat it, and there are some secret levels. I really enjoyed it. I know that one was very frustrating for me, but that's because I'm hard-headed. It's the uh, the little room where you have the climbing, and your little reflection is like going through a maze, and it can't touch the wall, or else it resets you back. Uh Again, was that something you guys always wanted to do? Did you want to have those secret levels that upped the challenge that reminded me of Meat Boy, but Super Meat Boy, by the way? Um, was that were those was these planned to always have secret levels and have that secret ending at the end? Uh, yes, we we planned these uh, these secret rooms, and we wanted to we want to make the game like enough difficult for people who enjoy this this like the hard experience but uh, mm -hmm. not as much uh, like if this, if this if this makes that some people like just abandon the game so we decide to put all these uh, hard very hard levels on the on the future another side that we decide this uh, is because if um, if we put these secret levels uh, um like for uh, the entrance free for the player who doesn't who uh, doesn't beat the game yet, um, this uh, this um, some people can enjoy this, but at the same time maybe you uh, feel the necessity to check in all the time uh, the surroundings of the room if there's a secret there. Uh, so uh, we decide to put to put the, them on the final. Uh, with uh, this uh, tiny hint uh, 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 about where this this secret room is, and in not during the gameplay because it's so easy for uh, like a complete competitionist competitionist player. I don't know if I'm saying right. <laughs> uh, you are okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, to yeah. to uh, to stay all the time like checking all uh, uh, all around the the room if there's a secret room there. So we decide to put it apart, and it's like. For the players who want more, just like more gameplay, uh, there's these secret rooms that are, are harder, but uh, after the credits. So people who will see the credits and get like satisfied, so it's totally okay. I yeah, uh, completionist, you got me pegged. I uh, I'd reached the end, and I hadn't found one of the chalk drawings, and it was the game was still fairly new, so there wasn't a lot on YouTube weren't a lot of like guides on YouTube and everything. So I'm like, where is where I'm driving myself crazy. I can't, I never comment on YouTube videos, but I found one of the videos. I was like, Hey, does anyone know where to find this? <laughs> and then I just so happened to be screwing around in the main area. It was the, it was the painting outside of the uh, church. I, I didn't realize you could go that far off the map uh, with the little graveyard there. Yeah. And um, yeah, so you, you've got me pegged. Uh, uh, Frank, did you want to say something? Sorry, I jumped in there. Uh, I think I was, but I can't remember now. It's okay. It's okay. I do. I do have a follow up question. So there is a secret. There's a secret room in the main area. I think it's the uh, the like the piano room that's like in the attic, and there's really mm -hmm. there's really like not much going on there. It's just kind of a nice little like flavor text area where like you get a little more piece of the world. And uh, was it was there a lot of like? Did you have to? 
have some restraint in designing the world because if it were me, I'd be putting secrets all over the place. I'd be like, okay, put something over here where they have to do this really tricky jump to get into this area. Did you guys have like, was there a temptation to do something like that the entire way through? Or were you like, no, no, we can't. They have this. They have to be happy with this. <laughs> yes, the temptation was there. And uh, I I don't know. There, there are a lot of things that I want to add to Ugly. But like we had uh, money for what we, what we did. And we can't can, uh, get distracted, like trying to put other stuff that obviously will be like, it's so cool if this can if these things were there but 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 no it's impossible so at this at some point you have to say okay stop this is uh this is enough not more we're cut off no on, more on my end being outside of the art pipeline i feel like kind of can appreciate the all the art direction and all the backgrounds in a different way and i i feel that we have plenty of secrets in the background but they are just there it's just it's to, for the player to stop and and look at them and trying to figure out what what because everything in the background is there for a reason. It, it's not you know let's put some books in here and a table there and no this table had a function in this room and these books are there because uh, I don't know someone was reading them for that other thing that was happening in the other room. So I, I feel that this is this is kind of the, the storytelling that we have in our game and. It, it's it's kind of hidden in plain sight, you know. If you if you take your time to stop and look on the backgrounds and try to figure out what's the story and what happened there, you can from the backgrounds. But you can just you know go for the puzzles and play the game, go around and just complete the game, and you have more or less a basic idea on what the story is about, but not the full picture of it just because you didn't stop at, at look at those things. Yeah, and I again, I want to commend you guys because it is amazing that you guys tell a full story and not a word is spoken until until the very end, uh, and not not a line of text. I think the one line of text is someone wrote "ugly on the globe" or something like that. Like you tell a full story in this world, and you didn't even have to say a word. It's kind of it's still it still blows my mind when I think about it. And I again, I want to commend you guys for that because that's amazing. Uh, so you reach you reach the end of Ugly. You guys are done developing it. It's out in the world. You're obviously still out there pushing it on your marketing run. It's award season, so you guys are out and about doing stuff for that. Are you guys playing any video games? Are you looking around? Because I know this came I know this came out around the time Baldur's Gate was uh, you know eating up a lot of attention. So were you guys dabbling in that, or were where where are you guys at gaming wise? Thank. Okay, I start. Uh, I, I don't want to say that two days ago I started playing League of Legends again. <laughs> oh, I no. don't know what Frank, to say. Frank, no. <laughs> we lost it. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's It's been quite hard to find something, you know, because before this project I was a student, so I had so much time to play these big games you know skyrim and you know guild wars and this kind of mmorpgs which strategy games like total war these time eating games that i like so working in ugly has like eaten a lot of of this time and it's been you know i'm working in a game so i, I kind of feel like my 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 preference have changed to you know smaller experiences with maybe more more simplistic mechanics, but you know these kind of things. I played Slay the Spire recently, and 
yeah, I, I tried to play Baldur's Gate, but I didn't pass like the I passed the tutorial and the first area where there are druids and everything else. But I just didn't have to, time to to you know play it as it's worth to play. You know, you know spending hours there and, and and enjoying it as it 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 should be. So I'm trying to find the time to do it. You almost can't have a day job for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I mean, the character creator alone, you're in there for hours. <laughs> what well, about you, George? Yeah. Me, I, I, I was, I, as always, like playing tiny games as well. Like I, I played recently uh, Cocoon. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I played the Justin, just, Justin, the, the, the ones that is the guy climbing. climbing. Like, I was just so playing cool. that last night. I love yeah, that. So, mm-hmm. so cool, so relaxing. I love it. And I don't know. And I'm I usually play uh, Rocket League. See, uh, I got I got off of Rocket League. It, it, it was yeah. one of those things that was eating up a lot of time. Are you? Yes, how, I, how are your aerials, Gerard? How are your aerials? Not so bad. Not so bad. But I don't know. In YouTube, there are people so crazy. But so then maybe so bad. Are you? You, you uh, usually you usually play Rocket League as well. I used to. Uh, my uh, my go to. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it, but my go to game right now has been Fortnite, just because I have a good uh-huh. good little squad that I like to play with on the uh, on the regular, uh-huh. and they're just always updating stuff. Actually, I just opened up the game last night for the first time in a week, and it gave me a bunch of Rocket League stuff. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay, Epic, I get it. You want me to go play Rocket League? So I was <laughs> thinking about it the other day. Are you a are you a doubles guy in Rocket League, a trio, or do you like to go no. in solo? Three trees. I like trees. Yes. Okay. The, uh, yes. And uh, it's so curious or a rocket league because I, I I'm not a like a, a comp, uh, I don't like competition and but rocket league like uh, hits me so strong and I think it's a very underrated underrated game mm-hmm. uh, and it's like out of the radar of so many people that that don't think that this game is so good just because it's about cars and and soccer and. I think I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I, it's, it's too much. But I think Rocket League is is kind of a, for me. It's like a, more similar to a Super Mario than FIFA, for example. <laughs> that's the that's the phrase. That's the phrase. It's kind of crazy to me because I mean we're coming up on the ten year anniversary of Rocket League, and mm. they're kind of they're on the like there's this. It's this weird section of indie game development where they had that deal with Sony. They were that free, uh, what were they, like the Sony PlayStation Plus or whatever it was game for a month. And that kind of just took them off. And now, like, no, they're no longer independent. But it's just kind of crazy seeing that because I don't think that's something we'll ever see again. Now we've now we've got things like Game Pass. We've got services like that that are, like, bringing in these indies. Have you guys thought about anything like Game Pass or any, like anything like that i again i'm not privy to how any of those deals work out and that might be something more on the graffiti studio side than you guys but have have there been conversations like that about uh just new places to put ugly where people can access it I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I think okay. we talk about it. We had some considerations regarding Game Pass, but I don't think if Graffiti has a plan on maybe in the future have Ugly appear on Game Pass or 
I don't really know. It's, it's okay. on it's on their end. As a developer, it's it's, it's like so uh, interesting. Like as a, as an artist, I I, I want no. We want uh, our game is uh, being played for uh, as many people as, as it could be. And uh, I don't know for, for for me the idea is, is amazing. Then the, there's the commercial uh, side that I, uh, we don't know exactly if it's worth or not. This depends maybe of the deal that you can do with with Microsoft in this in this case, but. I, I I want the people to play ugly, so then there's the the idea is interesting. Yeah. So we're yeah we're getting we're getting close to time here, but uh, I just wanted to ask you guys one last question: Is there anything anything else you guys want to say about ugly or just the process of building ugly or anything that we haven't covered today? Uh, I know we covered a lot in the last fifty minutes, but just wanted to see if there was anything else that um, you wanted to say about ugly. Uh, Beautiful game, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, that uh, if if someone is is uh, is listening us, uh, it's just if, if they are interested in a, a game crafted with so much uh, love and a, a bit of pain as well. So I think uh, they can find uh, in Anglia a, a good game to spend spend uh, some hours. What about you, Frank? Um, um, ah. <laughs> That's good. It's getting me as a surprise. I don't know. Maybe I, I tell. Getting back from to the beginning of the conversation, for any uh, new developers that are trying their ideas or trying to build their first game, uh, encourage them to to think about their game as a product from the beginning since it will be much easier later to you know find the finance that they need or find any publisher so they can have that covered and yeah it will run everything smoother well thanks guys ugly is on steam it's also is it also on playstation at this time as well no is it on xbox and nintendo switch and itch.io as well of course, uh, I named the one place it wasn't exactly. <laughs> totally, of course. <laughs> but there are there are some people asking for for a PlayStation port, and uh, for the moment there are no no news for that. But if they really want, if they want to push graffiti or PlayStation for it, it's it's I don't know, it's something possible in the future. You you heard Gerard get on get on those twitters and be adding at them guys. <laughs> okay, so let Wait, me let me rephrase sorry. that. It's on Steam, Xbox, Itchio, and Switch. Not on PlayStation. Yes, it will soon release also on on mobiles. I think both I Android and iOS. Oh. I don't know the exact dates, but it will be the first quarter of next year, I think. Oh, yes, that'll be nice. interesting. I'll uh, yeah. I'll have to pull out the touch. I have to. I'm going to play it on touchscreen. I'm not going to connect a controller to it. I'm going to get super frustrated with myself, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Uh, where can, if people want to keep up with you guys or keep up with team ugly, where can, where can the people find you guys? Uh, we can, uh, they can find us on discord in our discord. That is uh, called ugly. I think I don't know. <laughs> team ugly games is team ugly games. And we are on Twitter as well. Uh, I think it was the same name. Oh, sorry, I, I'm a disaster with social media. No, no, you're good. I thought your game was on PlayStation. It's, yeah, it's funny Ugly because... Games, Team Ugly Games on both. Google, Googling Team Ugly Games is probably the best way to do it because if you Google Ugly Game, you just get a bunch of Reddit posts about games that look ugly. 
<laughs> so it's yeah, Google Team Ugly. <laughs> uh, so here, just to recap, you guys are on. You guys are on Steam, Xbox, Switch, IO. We'll be on. I'm sorry, on Itchio. We'll be on mobile soon, and people can stay caught up with you guys on your Discord. On uh, I guess it's called X now. Uh, at Team Ugly. Um, guys, thank you again so much for coming onto the show. Uh, we really appreciate you being here. Congratulations on the release. It's a great game. More people need to play it. It's amazing. Uh, congrats again on the Saga Awards uh, for you know, visual art direction, gameplay, and best game. That's awesome, you guys. And again, I really do hope more people play this. Someone should send a copy to Jonathan Blow and tell him to play it or something. I don't know. Um, guys, Thanks again, and uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Yeah, thanks to you. Thanks for inviting thank you. us. Here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, and, and and thank you for the people who is listening. Yeah, I'm very happy to stay. Thanks, guys. <laughs>